Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about heart rate monitoring and health anxiety, or heart fears and health anxiety, heart, everything, and health anxiety. And the the way that many people get into this is through heart rate monitoring. So that's why I put the title as that, because many times where we put our attention, our anxiety goes. So let's get started here and talk a little bit about heart rate monitoring and health anxiety. There is a statistic out there that one in every five ER visits can be attributed to anxiety, uh, including panic attacks. So that would be stress, anxiety, panic attacks. I actually think that number might be a little bit low, but uh, that's what I have in front of me. So that's what I'm going to go with. And I want you to know that, so if you are experiencing that, if you have had to find yourself going to the ER or wanting to call someone to take you to the ER, calling an ambulance, you are not alone. This happens to many people with anxiety and with panic because they are really feeling that this is what's happening, a heart attack. Shortness of breath, heart sensations, tightness in the chest, all of these things that anxiety does can cause us to think that there is something organically wrong with our heart and we are needing to have medical attention right now. And so this, again, this is not unusual. So I don't want you to be hard on yourself. People with anxiety, it isn't like you don't have enough going on. We we don't have enough stress in our lives. We will also find ourselves adding by being hard on ourselves and saying, oh, I shouldn't have done this or I shouldn't have done that. Please be kind to yourself. But I'm hoping that today's episode, you will be able to give yourself a second chance and see and check out if you are really needing to have that kind of medical intervention. It's always good to to take care of yourself 
and seek medical attention when that is what you believe you need to do. So don't ever second guess yourself as far as I shouldn't have done that. You will continue to do what you do until your anxiety levels come down enough so that you can begin to differentiate where you are really in distress physically and need medical attention and where you can buy yourself a little time and see if this is your anxiety. But you will know yourself best. So let's see. We want to look at the idea of uh, the panic and anxiety and stress symptoms and how they are so easily misinterpreted as heart attacks. That is the pain in the chest, the burning in the chest, a tightness in the chest, and anxiety does this too. Shortness of breath anxiety does this too. So we can begin to wonder what what is what? Where am I really needing help? And one of the things you can remember for yourself is that if you have had this before and it resolved by you just calming down, a heart attack isn't going to just uh, stop. A heart attack, and so if you really believe you're having a heart attack, again, uh, it, please seek medical attention. But we want to be uh, able to look at our our stress, anxiety, and panic symptoms also and see if we can differentiate these. And once you can do that, it really begins to ease your mind because you're not so likely to simply call for help. When we don't know, of course we call for help. We think that that is what we need. If you've ever talked with someone who has had a heart attack, they can really help you to better understand the difference between um, panic attack and an actual heart attack. I remember hearing a friend of mine, a woman who was, uh, now this was many years ago, I think her, her first heart attack was 20 years ago, and the way that she described it was nothing like what I had been experiencing when in my 20s when I thought I was having a heart attack. But being that I didn't know and I hadn't experienced it myself or had someone share so deeply what, what their experience had been, I really couldn't see the distinction. So if you know of anyone who has had a heart attack, you know, it might be to your calming advantage to have a conversation with them and have them describe what happened to them and how they knew. That is one thing that my friend had said to me. She said, I have had uh, wondering about having heart attacks at other times in her life many years ago, but then she said this was so different. I knew that this was a heart attack. And then she had another one also after that. And also, again, her husband didn't believe her and thought it was um, her just being a little bit stressed out. And she said to him, no, this is a heart attack. I need to get to the hospital. And she was right. She did have a second heart. And so, but she knew, she knew that it was very different from anything else that she had ever experienced. So we want to know that it's um, okay to pay attention to our symptoms, but we want to be able to not amp them up by being afraid of them on top of everything else. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? 
I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Anxiety is really an internal response to what's going on around us. And it is uh, it can be elevated or it can be decreased by what is going on around us. And again, a heart attack will not respond in that way. So often people have told me that they are afraid that they're having a heart attack, but then for some reason they decided they would still do their workout and the feeling subsided. Also, if you're having stress on your heart any kind of stress. It doesn't even need to be as bad as a heart attack. If you physically exert yourself, you will feel a lot worse. So um, you can pay attention to that also. We have a lot of adrenaline, all our stress hormones actually, rush through our body during anxiety. And the heart's physiology is affected by this. So with the advent of increased hormones racing through our body, we have increased heart rate. Our blood pressure goes up, our chest muscles tighten, and our whole body actually for many people tightens. Maybe those of you who have clenched jaw will know that also tightens and can feel very uncomfortable. And after all of that, there can be have been so much clenching down with the muscles in the chest that you can have soreness in the center of your chest, and it can be very tender. And this can cause the anxious mind to worry a lot about the heart because it is in that area. But the chest had clenched down. It's a place where we put a lot of our stress, we can just really tighten up in there and it becomes sore and it becomes a new place for us to put a lot of our attention, thinking that it's our heart. Other things that happen during our panic or our anxiety or heightened stress is that the breathing pattern changes. We can be breathing differently up to 30 minutes before the anxiety attack is consciously experienced. 30 minutes. 
That's a long time. And I want to remind you, I know it's in another podcast, so some of you may have heard this before, but at um, Methodist University in Texas, they had done a study where they had hooked everybody up, these anxious souls, they hooked them up, they put all of the um, equipment in a fanny pack, and these people walked around for days with being hooked up, and they were being monitored by their their heart rate, their respiration, their perspiration. Um, and they found, they were also given a panic button. So when they were, they were asked to hit the panic button when they felt that they were feeling anxious, that their anxiety had reached a place where they would hit the button. Okay, this is it. It's real. And they too found that the changes in the body were experienced, their respiration, their perspiration, heart rate was all changed before they had conscious awareness of what was happening to them and pushed the panic button. So the body has a way of relieving this anxiety, this stress by your penting up inside and things change and you may not even be consciously aware yet, but it is the body taking care of you that it's, is the reason that it is doing that. But what happens is that the, we get the thought that there's something wrong with the heart and it becomes a major intrusive thought that you have to deal with when you carry that. It stays with you until you have your wise mind kicking in enough to actually have a conversation back with the amygdala that all is well. Yes, the body is responding and reacting, but I am consciously aware that I am safe and that I can relax right now. And so we have to interrupt that cycle again somewhere. We can interrupt it with our thoughts and we can interrupt it physically. We interrupt it with our thoughts by talking back to the amygdala, being calm, putting ourselves in that, focusing our thoughts on I am okay, feeling the safety of your surroundings, and we change it physically by changing our breathing, by actually letting our breath relax and not breathing shallow and fast. So we can interrupt that in either place or both. What happens is that people get a little bit antsy around their heart. They decide they are going to check their heart rate and use heart rate monitoring to their advantage. And this can become a very bad habit for people who suffer with anxiety or high stress. Checking your heart rate or your blood pressure um, is not for you. It's not for you unless your doctor has sent you home with instructions and equipment on what to do and they will tell you why they're having you do it. But if you have just decided this on your own, I am saying this is probably not a good idea. Try to let the symptoms settle down by themselves first. Maybe you can avoid uh, checking your blood pressure, or your heart rate by just letting yourself settle down a little bit. 
Some of this heart rate monitoring starts when you are doing some physical exercise in a group or with a coach and you are wearing a heart rate monitor or doing uh, spin classes that require you to wear them so that you can, um, you know, monitor and adjust your exertion by where you're at. So if you are anxious, that might not be the class or the gym for you right now. This is perfectly fine for people who are not going to be taken for a run with their anxiety over this. This is for those of us who would tend to look at the results of the heart rate monitor or the blood pressure cuff and and really spin out of control with that because a little bit of information can be dangerous. You don't know. This is information to be taken to your physician. Please find a trusted physician, someone who you will believe when they tell you something and take your heart and your blood pressure to them for them to monitor it for you. And they do this correctly, which means sometimes we have a high heart rate. Sometimes our blood pressure is high. We don't go by one reading. That's why this is a little bit of information can be dangerous. And it is best to have your healthcare provider take care of that for you if you are anxious. Because, you know, there's some things like our heart can beat up to 200 beats per minute for a couple of weeks and we can be fine. And that's according to Claire Weeks, who we've um, all read here. Most of us here have read Claire Weeks. And she is saying, and she's a physician, was a physician. And that is um, from her that the heart can beat at 200 beats per minute for a couple of weeks and be fine. But we are going to freak out with that. Um, so this is where, again, your physician for you needs to be someone who you trust and who you can accept their advice. Our heart isn't doing anything that it can't handle when we're stressed out. Our heart is doing what it needs to do when we are stressed out. And it is taking care of us. It is preparing us for action. And the difference is, is that the stress of daily life today doesn't require us to take physical action. And so we end up with all of this preparedness, feeling like it is our body failing us. But that is not the case. Our elevated heart rate is useful in dangerous situations. Like I said, it prepares us to run, to fight, and we need that. But we are frozen in this world now, and we are not running from anything. We aren't using any of this energy uh, that is that has been built up for us to use. And so it feels horrible. And so you have to use other ways to to get your body to calm back down again. And I want to remind you, as your anxiety and stress levels come down, you won't be dealing with this. You just won't. You will, your heart rate will go up when it needs to, and it will come back down as you allow because you will not be feeding it with scary thoughts or anxious thoughts. You will be able to, if the body comes up to get us ready for a stressful situation, we realize we're not in a fight or flight situation and we can relax again and the body responds accordingly. Reacting with anxiety, like I said, is our body's experience of danger and the overall stress response. And it is going to do that from our thoughts 
or our external world. Whatever is happening out there, we can how we interpret it is going to be a part of how the body releases its stress hormones for fight or flight. So it is reacting to our own anxious thoughts or our own physical environment and our interpretation of that. So we can actually use all of that to our advantage by turning it around and using our thoughts to convey to the body that everything is okay. We are safe right here, right now. It can stand down. The amygdala can back off. And we can also have our physical environment sending us messages and situations, and we get to choose how we interpret them. Yes, there may be something that needs to happen right away, and we need to respond, but we don't need to respond with fear or anxiety. We can find that middle ground. It isn't all or nothing. There is that middle ground. And that's the middle way, once again, that we keep coming back to. It isn't black or white, up or down. It is in the middle. Life is in that very gray area. And it's okay. We can we can take care of what needs to be taken care of, and then we can let it go. We don't need to keep responding with fear and anxiety and keeping our heart rate and blood pressure up. So let's talk about a couple things you can do. Actually, I have three things that you can do to get you out of this cycle of being afraid of how your heart is responding to your life. Number one, I want you to get rid of your blood pressure monitor and your heart rate monitor and drop the gym class or coach that is having you monitor your heart until you are no longer triggered by that. Many people can do all of that. It's perfectly fine. Anxious people do not need to be checking their heart rate, their blood pressure, unless it is prescribed by your healthcare provider. And the second thing I want to have you do is to find a healthcare provider or doctor that you can trust and accept what they tell you. Don't find somebody and go to them with all of your issues and then not believe them. Find somebody who you trust. This will really set your mind at ease. And thirdly, I want you to learn to trust your body. Your body really is working for you, not against you. And when we can see that and that we can actually be working together, the mind and the body, and understanding that even when we are heightened up with a heartbeat that's going a little bit higher than we like and perspiration and feeling jacked up, we can understand that is still our body working for us. It is not a problem. We just need to know how to interpret it and how to bring it right back down again once we can access our parasympathetic nervous system. And that's what the body does. It goes up with all of the stress and it comes right back down again. And so I want you to learn to trust your body. It really is working for you. And now for today's quote. 
Never be so focused on what you're looking for that you overlook the thing you actually find. And that's from Ann Patchett. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.